Welcome to Season 5 of the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another motivating episode that will help you to shock your potential. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we are talking to some fierce and fabulous female entrepreneurs. Why? Because, you know, I like to, and because they often tell us things that not only we need to know, but things that we should consider, and especially in terms of growing our businesses. And my guest today is Lauren Kennedy, and she is the founder of Coastal Consulting. Now, what they are is a people-first marketing automation agency focused on things like HubSpot and Salesforce. Now, she's an innovative leader, not only in the service that her team provides, but also in delivery and the ecosystem surrounding it. And I know that it's really important to her that she has a culture that not only embodies that, but represents it. In fact, she embodies the people-first approach and takes every opportunity, not only for herself, but for her team to grow, mature, and develop those around her, which, as we all know, leads to better outcomes. Now, she's a mission-driven woman on a trajectory to change the way business is done, and there's never been a time that has been better suited for this. You guys know I've been talking about this a lot lately, both for employees and for customers and the businesses that operate under those ecosystems as well. Underneath it all, she's a leader worth following. And uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about what she does, but also about how this comes from a truly people-centered approach. So Lauren, thank you so much for being with us today. I can't wait to learn from you. Thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to it. So I hit the highlights of your bio, but tell us a little bit more in your own words about you, your company, and how you help clients to shock their potential. So my name's Lauren. I live in Wilmington, North Carolina. I'm a 27-year-old retired employee is how I'm enjoying <laughs> looking at myself these days. <laughs> I left quote-unquote corporate America in March of 2021 and started Coastal Consulting and have really grown as a leader and a marketing automation expert this year. Mm-hmm. I have a history in marketing automation and have really grown into it as a passion project. When I started, it wasn't the buzzword it was today. And so throughout the past few years, I've really built and nurtured my passion for marketing automation, specifically in HubSpot and Salesforce. And I have grown that to help my clients shock their potential by making HubSpot and Salesforce understandable, approachable, easier. Um, if you're in sales, you know that a lot of you work off of Excel sheets and spreadsheets <laughs> and digging through all of the data and trying to get an actual picture of your clients. And usually when I start working with a team, their sales team has Salesforce, but they're not actually using it. They're kind of hiding from it because it doesn't serve them. It's them having mm-hmm. to do additional work. So my team helps your systems do work for you instead of the other way around um, mm. and streamline that. And it's so true. I think about how many times, whether it's Salesforce or another type of CRM that I, and I managed 
very, very large sales organizations before and just getting people to log their sales calls, log their calls, log a an email interaction because it's important for the next person who needs to pick up that piece of the puzzle, whether it means somebody new in the job or somebody new that's in the team. And constantly I would run into people going, well, I I'll remember that I sent it, or it's not that important, or it wasn't like I closed the sale. And you're right. They often see those tools as getting in the way of their productivity, as opposed to what it really is supposed to do as to drive your business. But if it's clunky to get there, then it's not going to be too appealing for people to uh, actually roll up their sleeves and start doing. Agreed. And that's what we see day in and day out. And it's, really great to be able to touch so many companies and help them take control of their systems, make them work for them and actually get their team using it and uh, getting some return on that investment. Can you talk to me a little bit about now I've used Salesforce. Um, we have looked into HubSpot. We use some different services. We haven't pulled them all together. I've been considering HubSpot um, for a couple of reasons, but can you tell me a little bit more about how those, those two uh, programs actually can work in concert and how automation uh, with that type of those systems can actually benefit not only your, your teams, but your overall business? So Salesforce is the leading CRM on the market which is customer relationship management. So all the interactions you have with your customer are stored in Salesforce. The one thing that Salesforce is kind of lacking at its core is a marketing automation tool. Um, mm -hmm. They offer Salesforce Marketing Cloud and Pardot under the Salesforce umbrella of products, but they're not natively in Sales Cloud or the, the Salesforce format you're used to. So what HubSpot does is it adds the automation layer to Salesforce. So mm -hmm. if you're a Salesforce customer and your marketing team is looking to do marketing, you'll often look at Marketing Cloud and Pardot. Um, but there's also Marketo, there's ActiveCampaign, there's HubSpot. There's a suite of options that can integrate. Mm -hmm. So after years of working in this like industry and all these different marketing automation tools, I chose HubSpot as the one that I wanted to, um, the basket I wanted to put my eggs in, I guess. And so... Mm -hmm. I think that integration works the best because of the options you have once you're in HubSpot. Because a challenge a lot of marketers have in Salesforce is how compl complex it can be to learn and use. And so HubSpot, from my experience, is the most user-friendly platform to like get up and activate it in. So you can easily get in there and start sending emails, start scheduling social posts, start um, putting out ads, and manage all of that in a system that feeds data back to Salesforce and gets data from Salesforce. So... Mm the integration there connects your marketing team, your sales team, your account management team, and aligns them around your customer data. So you can actually act on that. Um, and at this point, HubSpot has really grown to not just be a marketing automation tool. It's also a CRM. So mm -hmm. because it has that complex ability to have custom objects and additional data sync and coding capabilities, it's really moved out of the classification of just a marketing automation tool, like its competitors. And it's now becoming more of a competitor of Salesforce and so integrating a tool that can actually max, match the complexity of your business is very valuable for our clients. I think it's really interesting as you're talking about that, that now they're becoming the competitor because when I first was looking at it, one of the things that I thought was brilliant is that HubSpot will, I don't know if they still do, this was a couple of years ago, but like, hey, you can use us for your CRM and we won't charge you anything. But if you want some of the automations or the other things, that's when you start paying. And I, I remember sitting back going, that's a really 
brilliant strategy, especially for small businesses that are first, you know, putting their foot in the water and maybe don't want to pay some of the prices. Not that Salesforce is terribly expensive. It's actually quite manageable, um, you know, when you look at it for a small organization. Now, the larger your organization and enterprise level, it's going to get to be something, obviously something quite different. But it's a really unique approach and it's a very interesting way to flip clients who might otherwise have considered other CRMs like Salesforce. For sure. And we've definitely seen that. What's what's been interesting to me about HubSpot is watching them grow as an organization because they are still a newer company, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, things. And they position themselves as the best platform for scaling organizations. So like you said, you have the opportunity to get in there at a free level and then move up to their starter, which has a little bit of features and then professional, then enterprise. So as you grow, HubSpot can grow with you. And something that we talk a lot about in the HubSpot ecosystem is that they're crafted, not cobbled. And so a lot of companies who are smaller, which I believe you were alluding to, have a ton of systems that they use for all these different things. So I have my social scheduling, I have my email marketing, I have my CRM, and they're all disparate systems. And we connect them using things like Zapier, or we try to do little things where we just copy and paste. And eventually, as you scale, that breaks down (laughs) (laughs) because you're doing too much. And so you upgrade to something like HubSpot where it's all in one and you're not patching things together. You're not cobbling it together. You're building something that's crafted. So yes, you have to pay more to get to the next level of the subscription, but you're saving so much money in the tools that you're not using, the subscriptions you're canceling and the wasted time in not having the data where you need it to be. Well, and that's exactly it. It's, you know, when you have everything in all kinds of places, are you really maximizing those services? So maybe it might be less money, quote unquote, but if you're not maximizing it, you're still leaving money on the table and it's not all in one spot. So anytime you jump from one to the other, you have the chance to lose uh, some of the efficacy there that you have um, where you'd have it all in one. And and I'm just saying this because as I'm talking, I'm like, all right, it's probably time for us to review this again with my companies. So when you have a company come that you're uh, looking to work with and maybe a potential client, uh, what kind of questions are they asking themselves at that point? Like what kind of, when they're saying, gosh, maybe I I really want to work with Lauren and her team, what kind of things are usually going through their mind before they make that decision to make that first call? Or maybe some of the things going through their mind on that first call with you. So most of our clients are looking to migrate from a different tool to HubSpot. Um, usually they're not setting up marketing automation for the first time. So they get to the point where, okay, my marketing team is not producing the results we want to, or my sales team is not using Salesforce, or Mm -hmm. we're not getting our sales team to do everything they need to do because there's too much on their plate. So those are usually the three areas. And so from there, okay, well, we don't want to hire more people because throwing more people at a process that's broken just Mm -hmm. frustrates more people. It doesn't make the process better. Amen. So what we need to do is figure out, do we have the right tools in place? Do we have the right processes in place? And do we have the right people using those tools and processes? Um, And usually with all of my approach, I look at the people first of like, are the right people in the right seats? However, you need to make sure that you have the seats built for them to come sit in. So uh, if we take a deeper look at Salesforce and the tool that you're using and you find that you're not sure how to use it. Your team isn't fully confident in their abilities in there. So you're not really sure what you don't know about the system. 
to make sure you're even using it fully, they usually reach out to a firm like us and say, Hey, we don't know what we don't know. We're kind of lost. I'm not sure where to go from here. And we're having the problem of we can't track ROI. We can't show how our content is directly related to revenue as a marketing team. We can't track conversions. We are not getting leads to sales in a timely manner, or I'm a salesperson and marketing is sending me a ton of unqualified leads and wasting my time on the phone. And uh, our time is not being used effectively. We're not making enough sales, all of that. And then also um, leadership is losing faith in marketing is one that sometimes comes of we are spending so much time trying to figure out our systems that we can't produce content and we can't justify the money we're spending on ads or any of that because we don't have attribution reporting. So some part of that or all of that is usually what you're thinking when you reach out to a HubSpot consultant like us to say, hey, these are our pain points. And then you hand your pain points and your goals to us. And then we go make your system work for you to do that. (laughs) I love it. Absolutely. And anytime we can get rid of pain, we know that that leads to not only less pain, but more growth. Uh, Excellent. Lauren, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor for the month and we will be right back. Are you a highly sensitive individual? If you are, you are part of the 20% of people whose nervous system is wired to take in more stimulation than others. This can feel overwhelming trying to get by through coping and stuck in your shadows instead of your strengths. But it doesn't need to be that way. You can learn to be in charge of yourself physically, spiritually, and financially in a way that honors your highly sensitive self. Heather Dominic is the founder of businessmiracles.com, and she's been training highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders since 2010 to do things differently by working less and making more of a social impact and a higher income. Whether you've been in business for years or are just starting out, highly sensitive entrepreneurs are sick of trying to, usually secretly, manage overwhelm and other ways your highly sensitive nervous system tends to hijack and work against you. Now you're ready to learn how to be comfortable in your highly sensitive skin, to create your work and life to match who you truly are, so you can work less while making more impact and income. I should know, as a super uber highly sensitive entrepreneur myself, working with Heather and her team has changed my life and my businesses. To learn more, please use our affiliate link in the show notes or reach out to the Business Miracles team and tell them you heard about them from the Shock Your Potential podcast. Every listener who joins the Business Miracles program in 2022 will receive a selection of five best-selling books from our Shock Your Potential bookstore authors. Leading as a highly sensitive entrepreneur is a mindset to hold and an energy to embody. To lead means to show someone the way to be in charge of. As a highly sensitive entrepreneur, this starts with learning how to be in charge of yourself first, and your purpose second. And we are back with Lauren Kennedy with Coastal Consulting. Now, they uh, specialize in 
consulting in projects that make the automation of your business and marketing uh, more seamless, but also by taking care of some of the bumps in the road, which is my transition into the bumps in the road that we have uh, all experienced, those of us who have moved from corporate America, or as like you said, become retired employees, which I love that term, and uh, moved into the entrepreneurial world. So I've been asking all my guests this month about kind of the learning curve of becoming an entrepreneur and making that shift from corporate America into entrepreneurship. So when you think about your journey thus far, what what have you learned about yourself or the entrepreneurial journey that either you learned and went, oh God, I got to, Lauren, you got to figure that one out. Or maybe it's like, hey, Lauren, look at this. This was excellent. This is this is what I need to make sure I'm continuing on. What's What's been part of your journey and and the learning process along the way? A big thing that I've learned through starting a business is how strong I am. I think oh, that I'm nice. a lot more, I'm a lot more resilient than I give myself credit for. And mm-hmm. through the past year, I've seen how I'm presented with different problems that I don't even have a frame of reference on how to approach. And I'm able to tackle them and come to a solid resolution. Mm-hmm. And that's been really interesting in the relationship that I've built with myself through this process of just more believing in my own abilities and having confidence in me to figure it out. And that's just been a huge personal development, but something that I've learned that I didn't really expect was my passion for leadership. So when I started Coastal Consulting, I would just plan to be a freelancer with an LLC. And Mm -hmm. as my work capacity grew, I decided to hire and continue to hire as work capacity grew um, as an agency goes. And during that process, I found that the people on my team became my biggest passion. Mm -hmm. So I have always been really passionate about marketing automation. I love making HubSpot and Salesforce work together and that hasn't changed, but I now derive so much more joy from impacting change in my team's lives and helping them learn something new and seeing them have a personal breakthrough um, and being the person that helps drive other people's careers forward and helps them learn and open up to their career has just been really incredible. And I didn't know that I had a, passion for management and leadership. It's something that I had in my mind of like, yes, maybe I'll eventually be promoted to that. But now it's something like that's actually the driving force in what I do is how I'm taking care of the people around me. I love it. And before we started taping, you were talking about that too, because I love to ask people what they gain from um, being a guest on podcasts. And you were talking about how much that has made a difference in your own recruiting of people. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's a, it's a, not only is it a fascinating topic, but it's really important because I firmly believe we are at a point where work will never be the same. And and there's so many great opportunities now for people to work in environments that mean the most to them. So what what has this done for you to be able to share your message of your people-centric viewpoint and leadership style? So it's no secret that hiring right now is a challenge. (laughs) We talk about all these people are leaving their jobs. We don't want to work in the corporate America that has existed and we're ready for the new normal when it comes to what the work environment looks like. And I think that I have shared my story of why I'm here and what I'm doing very loudly. And so that is resonating with the people in my circle and the people who are looking to work doing this work. Um, Marketing automation is a newer field and it's often... I would say undervalued internally whenever you're like, oh, well, the marketing automation person can do it. And it's actually something that takes a week and they want it done in a day. And 
because there's a lack of understanding around the actual work, it gets challenging to be the only person that your company hires to do this. So there are a lot of people that are looking for a place that just understands them. And because this is such a lonely niche, because you're usually the only person at your company doing it, coming to an agency that is focused on, we want to grow you and nurture you and we understand you and what you're doing. And you can have a place where you can actually collaborate with other people and learn from them really speaks to people like me who are looking to leave their job, but don't want to create a company, don't want to go out on their own, but would like to work in an environment that people get them and actually care about them. And uh, on our last job, post where we hired our last employee, we had over 400 applications in under a week. Wow. Holy buckets. <laughs> so what we're doing is working. Uh-huh, <laughs> um, yeah. And the, the way that's working is our job posts are focused on the individual. Like it talks about, here's how we got to where we are and where we're going. And like, this is why we need you. Like it literally calls out, this is why we need you. It is focused on the end user, on the person reading the job description. And it goes through our culture and how we emphasize the importance of taking off early to go be with your kids and flexible work scheduling. So you have the life that you want to live. And mm-hmm. um, it focuses about the benefits that you get. And it also talks about the opportunities that you have while working here. So these are the types of things that you will get the opportunity to work on more than like, these are your responsibilities. And it's a very like stiff bulleted list. Like our job posts open up a world of opportunity, not present a new set of limitations. So that really resonates. And on most of the interviews that I got on in that process, they referenced a podcast or two that they'd listened to that was about our culture, about what we do. And even if they hadn't listened to it before applying, they listened to it for the interview, because if you're given the opportunity to learn more about your new boss through a podcast, I I would take that opportunity. Um, (laughs) Exactly. And if you, if you're not, then you're missing a huge opportunity. Exactly. And so they would come on and quote the podcast and say, this specifically is something that really resonates with me. And we've had people who freelance for our organization um, doing content or something like that for our website say, if you ever decide to hire this in full time, I've been a freelancer for years, but I would love to work here. So that's really powerful to me to be creating a space where people just want to be a part of this and have an environment where there's dedicated time every week to learning. There's a budget specifically for you to go learn things. You have unlimited PTO, like you Mm -hmm. don't have to fit your job into your life Mm -hmm. or your, your life into your job, I guess. Like your job and your life just exist and like you free flow between those. Yeah. And I think this is, this is something that I'm talking about on the media, uh, on, you know, television interviews and things right now, a lot, I'm talking about this with my guests. I'm talking about this, you know, in networking events about the joy of this becoming a time where we understand the people's personal lives and professional lives, uh, are look different and will look different. Um, I also had to laugh because when you were talking about, um, you know, people feeling very, and this is going to sound funny when, when I say when people feel lonely at a company, because they're like, you're the marketing person, get this done. Can you have it done by noon? And they're like, that's not exactly how this works, creating marketing automation. Um, But a lot of people think that that just means, oh, you plug it in somewhere and flip a switch and then you've got an automation. And that is not, there's a lot of work that goes behind and a lot of thought that goes behind marketing automation to not only just make it work, but to make it valuable, make it important, making it meaningful, to evaluate the data, evaluate the open rates, about you know all those elements. It is not a flip the switch thing. So I can see how people hired for those positions in a company 
um, even if it's a very large marketing company, might feel really lonely and on an island when not everybody understands how much goes into that and how critically important it is to get it right. Yeah, it, it as an ex-marketer, it's it's incredibly lonely. And this is my first time working in an agency with starting one. I've always been an in-house marketer. And my previous role, I was the marketing cloud administrator at my organization. And so I was involved with um, creating uh, data extensions, if you're in that world at all, essentially writing SQL queries to build data extensions, actually do the HTML coding for emails, put all of this together as well as the automation. And so doing something as seemingly simple as sending an email in a day took about six to eight hours to send one email. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of pieces to that puzzle. So I can see why people would find a great home with that. So Lauren, excellent. Um, I know we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody's like, I think I want to know more about this organization, maybe what they can do for us or what uh, they might do for me if I wanted to work there. What's the best way for them to find you and reach you? Best way to find us is coastalconsulting.co. And I'm really active on Twitter and it's CMN Coastal on Twitter. So come find me. Excellent. Well, before we end today, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? My biggest advice is to know your worth and start demanding people treat you (laughs) the way that you believe you're worthy. And I I think that it's really important right now when we talk about, oh, everyone's starting a business or they're leaving and you don't have to do that. Like you don't have to start a business to start demanding your worth or see your value. Um, Mm -hmm. You just need to define what your worth is and demand that others respect that and acknowledge that by asking for the raise that you deserve or going out and striking out for the new position you want to apply to. Like, it's really important right now that we all evaluate where we're at, figure out where, how we should be valued and then make sure that what happens matches up with that. Amen to that. And we talk about that a lot here as well. Lauren, thank you so much for telling us more about what you do, how you do it, kind of reminding us how uh, important this is, but how many steps are it takes to uh, get that automation perfect, but also to remind us that this is a great time to review our company cultures. Whether you have one employee or a thousand employees or 10,000 employees, how we treat people makes a difference. And that's going to be a game changer as we move forward. You've been a great guest. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.